Listening to the breakfast show with Danuta and Lawson. It is eight oh four a.m. Lawson, we have another quiz question coming up. At the Absolutely, here we go. Our fourth quiz question for today: What did the sons of Israel come to buy from Joseph during the famine? So this is reference to some events happening right in the early part mm. of the Bible, the the patriarch era of the Bible. If you know. What what is happening in this story? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. It is the number where you can give answers, and if you give the correct answer, you go into the draw to win Silver Hills Spark Cuisine Modern Vegan Recipes by Eileen Brewer and Cecil Gordon. That will be given out. Uh, well, we will be drawing it and giving it to the winner of the draw on Friday. So, again, that number was 0491-064-669. And then also that question again was, what did the sons of Israel come to buy from Joseph during the famine? Guys. Joseph is such a great story, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. Like, I mean, like, initially it's not, but the, the rest kind of yeah. goes really well. <laughs> well, even even the bad parts. Like, I wouldn't like, have a brothers and sisters doing to me what happened to him, absolutely. really. But, you know, there's that musical. Have you seen the musical, Joseph? I've never seen the musical, no. Um, but the, I, the Technicolor during coat. Uh, I, I remember, like, for me, the Joseph was one of the first kind of stories in the book of Genesis, like in the yeah. Old Testament, like when I started to, you know, this is early days. I've just become a Christian. I read through the New Testament from the beginning to the end. Oh, wow. And then right. I've gone back, to the, go back well, to the old. Well, I got to Revelation and, you know, I spent my time. And I love the book of Revelation. I've studied through the book of Revelation many times now. But then I slowed down and made that like a bit of a, a study that went over a, a, instead of As doing that. As we all need to because right. there's so much in there and a lot of it's so symbolic, yeah. Absolutely. But then I jumped back to Genesis and started reading through the Old Testament and reading through, there was like, you know, lots of the stories are really int- interesting, but it was the story of Joseph that just captured yes. me. I was just like, wow, for wow. someone to go through so, so much, but to stand for their God, oh. to stand what they, for their, what they believe in. Beautiful stuff, I was hey. just touched. And hey, that's, you know, we're, that's what we're talking about. If you get that answer correct, you'll go into the draw for our amazing cookbook. Just want to give a quick shout out to all Boston, Victoria, all the people down there near Lakes Entrance on the southern coast that's of it. Vic. You know, <laughs> shout out all those guys. Hopefully they're, they're out there living their best lives. They're listening to our show this morning on 88. Zero, and uh, and yeah, you know, every day we do a shout out to a different town. If you know about Orbost, if you ever been through the area, or you're from that area, give us a text zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Got some text messages here. The first one is from Suzanne. Lots of you guys have been answering the quiz correctly, but Suzanne writes, "How refreshing to see a man in the public eye, a parent standing up in mm, this area. Agree. We need more men and women like him that won't bend to popular opinion." And yeah. I think it's. So interesting the situation too like he starts getting flack for what he said Hmm. his publicist releases a statement Mm -hmm. like saying ah actually you know gender is is far more nuanced than i you know i that i know and i'm an ally and da 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 da. and then this person i can imagine in his camp like that he has the realization he's like wait I'm already rich. Like, like, he's like, he's like, I've already been so I'm not through. Really worried. Like, I've been through my music career. Like, I've I've been successful. You know, I I have lived a life trying to serve the public eye. 
you know what, I should just say what I want. Mm. And so, and I, I love and that what, too. And what he believes, that's the key, yeah. And I think this is interesting. I now kind of have a wave of scepticism when I look at the certain statements that are coming from these artists and whatnot. Well, you can tell by the way that they live oftentimes that, that whether they agree or not, but they'll make these statements and they'll make apologies over it and walk it back. And now I'm just kind of like... Well, maybe that's that's not how they really feel, and and maybe mm. there is something underneath that they're not really saying because they're worried about their mm-hmm. future career mm-hmm. prospects. You know, there was the story a couple of years ago. One of the members of a famous band called Mumford and Sons, he his career was ended after sharing about a book that he was reading on Twitter, and the book was about uh, it was about exposing Antifa. Which Antifa is an organization which is very, it's like radical left wing, very pro Marxism, very uh, pro communism and socialism, these kinds of things. And, and, um, in the sense that they are like, oh, we have no need for any government, uh, and, but then everything should be distributed equal as, uh, equally, like they're, they're like an, anarchist organization mm-hmm. and they're very you know pro all the modern social issues or it's trans revolution or whatever it may be and he just shared a book saying oh i don't like these guys and his career was ended over this like he yeah, was fully fully canceled it but now he's gone on to have like a successful podcasting career and yeah. whatnot so good for him and that's why some people are worried about yeah voicing if they're really well known why mm. they 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 don't want to voice what they're feeling but this this guy is and i agree with, yeah, agree with what suzanne has said yeah very refreshing <laughs> and standing up you know for for things too mm. we've also got one oh sure oh what's Producer up sure you want to say something here yeah, i was just gonna say um as far as the thought about popular opinion i don't know that it is necessarily popular opinion i think that it's just mm. that it is so quelched because of people people are so afraid because you're called yep. such terrible names and referred to as such, you know in such mm. a terrible way if you don't have that opinion right that yep. that everybody just stays quiet mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily that it is the popular opinion it's just that everybody's quelched yeah and so it's good to see people who are in the space of you know entertainment industry that are mm. willing to stand up in spite of the fact that it's going to come down hard on them. That's right. And the way that it comes down hard on them is often like if, say, you are in, you're a music artist, right? And you make these kinds of comments. And you're, a music artist's career, especially in the modern age, like it has become easier and easier to make music. But for those who are gunning to be hit artists, you know, to make huge hits, you get an investment from a record label to record something and then you, hopefully the sales of your project making a return on those investments. Now, if you're seen as a risk, uh, if you're seen to be someone who won't make a return on that investment and reflect badly on the company, then you, you won't be able to receive those kinds of investments. And so that's where people are worried that a vocal minority of taste makers will make them look bad to the rest of the public, even if the public and the, the majority of the view of the public is that they maybe even agree with this person. But if they look bad, if the, if the tastemakers and those who are kind of guarding the industry 
um, are making them look like a person who is economically unviable, then it's those at the top, those who are, you know, giving out the record deals and whatnot and making the financial decisions that will then, and they usually, they they get like, you know, uh, they call it like black flagged or blackballed Mm -hmm. out of the industry and they're not able to get a deal with a record label, get distribution Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So it's it's kind of a sad situation. Mm -hmm. But I think what, what is cool is on the other hand, it's getting easier and easier to make music and I think a lot of people are realizing like, like I, I have a voice. Like I don't need to bet out of these people and there will be people who support me in this endeavor going forward. Yeah. Got another text message here from Freco. He wrote, okay, th- this one was interesting. This one was interesting to me and it sent me down a little bit of a rabbit hole. He wrote, parents forming is enslaving their children. Kids are living their parents' idea. And obviously this is commenting on uh, how, you know, there are parents who we're talking about. It's kids don't and shouldn't have the ability to be able to consent to life altering, gender affirming, changing care um, in the sense of, like, hey, there's there's very much a psychological aspect to this that needs to be dealt with. But to go on to puberty blockers or hormones or be, you know, in early, early teenhood and receiving a double mastectomy or, or some radical gender affirming procedures Mm -hmm. it's not the way to go and then it's unfortunate that then there are parents who decide to ultimately do that and subject their kid to that Mm -hmm. and essentially they're subjecting their kid to a a lifelong um yeah need for they they become a health burden after that point and and that's not me um you know making an inflammatory comment that's just the reality because they have to go on to you know hormones for the rest of their lives and deal with the the consequences of that now i was like well, what is parents forum mm-hmm. so i went down a bit of a rabbit hole i found an organization called parents forum but i didn't find that they were overtly gender affirming or anything like that and i'm like okay okay what, what else could it be and the first thing that came out actually when i google searched this uh outside of the organization called parents forum was a forum called Re- well there's a company it's called reach out here in australia and it's for parents to be able to you know it's well it's actually a, a depression and suicide hotline kind of thing for people to be able to contact and there is a forum on there specifically for parents dealing with teens and young people who are struggling Mm -hmm. with depression struggling with anxiety Mm -hmm. uh struggling with suicide and i read i was like oh what is this you know and i i I clicked on the forum and the first post that came up was made by a parent who was explaining essentially a situation where their son had been struggling for years Mm -hmm. with with suicide ideation with self-harm and that in itself so you've got to be questioning why that that's happening. That's right. It's like, okay, so they're having this severe mental health struggle. Um, and then their best friend, 18 months previous to making this post, had come out as trans and, you know, had gone from male to female. And then this person's son had decided to make that decision too after being advised by their friend that it would solve their problems with depression and anxiety. Now, the parent here is writing and reflecting and in their post saying, um, please don't judge me, but... I really don't think my son is struggling with gender dysmorphia Mm. or body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. Like my son has never pre-puberty and post-puberty has never expressed any type of gender dysmorphia. They've just been lost and depressed and sad and trying to find themselves, which is what most young people are doing. Now their, their friend is saying, oh, hey, well, becoming trans solved all my problems. So that's what you should do. And they're saying, I don't think this is the way to that's, go. No. Can you guys give me some <laughs> advice? Like, how can we really deal with the root issue here, which is a 
which is this depression anxiety. And the response to that from the moderators of this forum is, you have a trans teen living in your household. You need to affirm them. You need to take them to gender-affirming care. This is the route that you should go down. And so, Freka, you know, I don't know exactly where you're going (laughs) at, but as soon as I looked up Parents Forum and I found, okay, what is the discourse happening here by the people who are advising you know, parents on how they should deal with their teens. And it is very much in that vein of, again, from a tastemaker for mm-hmm. kind of, you know, high-end perspective, hey, affirm your kids. That's the best thing that you can do from them, even though by all means the research shows that yeah. gender-affirming care does not lead to a reduction in suicide. Yeah. And, yeah. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 and so ultimately I can say as as a young person, I'm 24 now, but as a young person who became a Christian, I became a Christian at the age of 18. Mm. Uh, I didn't grow up in the church. None of my family are Christian. I went to Christian schools and then I found a group of friends who are Christian as a person who personally st- struggled with depression, suicide, mm. anxiety, these kinds of things to a point where, you know, and I can say this on air, it's my story. Like at one mm. point in my life being uh, institutionalized because of, you know, as a, as a teenager being institutionalized, wow. uh, as a minor yep. um, for the the struggle that I was having with depression and anxiety and suicide, the decision that I personally made that didn't need any affirming from my parents. And, in, and, and that's usually the issue here. Like mm. it's being portrayed as, hey, if you don't affirm your children in these decisions that they're making mm. in regards to gender, that's what's enabling them mm. to be, you know, suicide and depressed and whatnot. Man, when I made my decision to become Christian, I think my parents tolerated it, but they definitely didn't affirm it. Uh, you know, things <laughs> yeah. have changed now. They've seen yeah. the way that it's blessed my life. And but, look at how positive you are. Yeah. And, and just, it, I mean, those thoughts have gone from that's you. That's right. You know it's I mean? like, completely changed my life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to, and, and since then, you know, I've like, I'm, I'm currently studying my degree. I have certain struggles with anxiety to this day and, and with struggling with low moods and depression and, and various different things. Like it, they don't just disappear overnight, but the support that I found in the church, the support that I found in Jesus, Beautiful. and the support that I found in realizing that I am a Christ-bought son of God oh, who has it. been... I am a child of God. Valued. Yeah, your has, value is in God. I have value mm, in the right. way that he's created Absolutely. me. and the way that, you know, and even, and even this, oh, this is... This is like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps, you know, thinking about the way that God has led in my life. And, and I felt so much as a young person, I was like, I'm a failure. Even, you know, before when I was, when I was motorbike racing and, you know, for those who don't know my story at a high level in, in national and international motorcycle racing, a national champion. And even before, um, my motorbike career ended, I was already feeling like such a failure and that I wasn't mm. good enough. And then when that came to an end, even more so. Mm-hmm. Like my, my struggles with self-harm started when I was racing. There you so go. So I'm, I'm wow. living overseas. I'm in Spain. And because there's expectations. That's all right. That. The so pressure, pressure, you know, yeah. and you're a teen. You're, yeah. you're trying to find who you are, your identity, all these different things. And, and I was already struggling heavily with, mm. with various different mental problems that came from the pressure that I was under, that came from the situation, the circumstances. And I also, you know, the, the breakup of my family, many of the challenges that you face as a young person, I was overwhelmingly struggling. Mm. And then, and so, you know, I had this identity that I was holding on to. And mm. then when that was lost, you know, I was struggling even more. 
Uh, but ultimately, again, realizing that despite having those struggles, despite having those that past, despite having those failures, that God loved me and he had given oh, his life yes, for me. Absolutely. It changed my life. Absolutely. It changed my life. And, and it's brought me to a place today where I am now living for him. Yes. You know, I, Praise I, the Lord. I, and, and there's nothing that needs to change. The only thing that needs to change is my sin, which is like <laughs> lying, stealing, uh, hurting people, like all of the negative aspects of my life. Uh, like they're the only things God's like, Hey, do you like, really hey, do I, those? Do you have those? <laughs> and then, and then the, and then the further thing is I don't need to be like told by everyone around me, like, Oh, Hey, you know, the only way to be happy is that we all agree with you. In fact, you know, there's all kinds of flack that I cop from all various different angles and directions and that I, you know, that I've found becoming a Christian and, and even from my own family. And I, I don't want to sit here and blast my, my immediately immediate family, but some of my extended family and whatnot, not finding acceptance with them for a long time. And, 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 but seeing that change over time, like that didn't come from me, like, you know, needing them to affirm me and say, Oh, Lawson, you're doing the right thing. No, it came from like my, my ability to stand in my beliefs and stand what I believe came from the love Love. of God, the way that he had worked in my life. And, and also like, because you got the picture of a loving God, not everyone gets that, but praise the Lord that you have. That's right. A persecuted savior. Who stood for, who stood for truth. Yeah. You know, that's what motivated me. Not, oh, hey, you know, everyone just needs to be nice to me. But no, I'm going to stand as Christ stood. Uh, because as, as humans, we are beautifully and wonderfully made by Him. We've been tainted by sin. We've been led astray and we've made that decision. Mm. Like, we are guilty. We are also victims in this situation, but God has given everything for us to restore us into His image and there's no amount of different identification or whatever it may be that will make us feel whole the only thing that will make us feel whole we've got a god-shaped you know uh, void in our heart void in our soul absolutely and and god has given everything for us it's it's a win-win-win situation we have eternity to look forward to but for right now absolutely he's wanting to work in our hearts and in our lives and i got a text from brad he says i hear you lost and love that testimony if only everyone would come to know the eternally giving blessing of choosing jesus as our god and as our father amen Mm, like this is this again the change in my life you know there's lots of like self-help you know, books out there and, and it's something that particularly in the male space at the moment, male self-help and reclaiming manlyhood. It's like a, it's like a bit of a trend online at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, you know, there's some stuff that I think is good and it's, it's, it's interesting. That's being propagated. There's something that I think is actually kind of toxic. And I'm like, I, I I'm not about that. Uh, but despite, despite that, uh, what I can see is the thing that gives us our identity, the thing that gives us hope, the thing that makes us who we are as a as a daughter in the image of God, living up to you know the the best, the most optimal life that we could live as a female, or the most optimal life that we could live as a male, is by following God. Mm. Oh man, hundred hundred percent. He's given us everything. Oh, hasn't he? So much. Yeah, I I could rant. We're ranting this morning. <laughs> we're we're we're, di- we're diving into how we feel in our opinions. Hey, if you have any thoughts, give us a call zero four nine one zero six four. 
Do you have anything to say, Danita? How do you feel? Yeah, yeah. Look, I love what you've been saying in the sense, you know, of that that change in you. And, of course, that's what Paul talks about. And yesterday we're talking about, Mm. you know, the uh, the old man and putting on the new man, the the whole clothing, um, you know, symbolism of clothing. And that through that, you know, it's about in uh, Ephesians 4, verse 24, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. And that's the thing, because when we actually clothe ourselves, in Christ, that robe of righteousness, not only the thing is that the robe of righteousness is, of course, the fact that it covers our sins. That's that's what it refers to, mm. that in Jesus Christ, when we're covered in his robe of righteousness, we are seen, seen um, in front of the Father through Jesus Christ, who's our mediator in heaven, as um, as the fact that we do not, have not sinned, you know, that's of course when we repent of our sins. But we're going into chapter four, verse twenty-five on to twenty-nine and thirty. Um, are you able to read that for us, please? Yeah, Jason? absolutely. In verse twenty-five, it says, "Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor." For we are members of one another. Do I continue on to verse 30? Yes, please. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working his hand hands what is good that he may have something to give him who has need let no corrupt word proceed from proceed from your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers and do not grieve the holy spirit of god by whom you were sealed for the day of mm, redemption. Fabulous stuff there, hey. And he's actually, we're going to unpack verse 30 more tomorrow about grieving of the Holy Spirit. Mm. But it's interesting because you were saying a little bit earlier in your testimony that, you know, you still have moments of, you know, perhaps lying or, you know, things like that. And it's just like things slip out and then you kind of got to, yeah. Bring it to Mm -hmm. the Lord, ask somebody else for forgiveness, tell them the truth. And it's really interesting because Paul actually touches on this. He says Mm -hmm. to the Gentiles, therefore putting away lying, he Mm -hmm. says that in verse 25. So he actually gives here a negative command, right? He's saying putting away lying. And then he makes a positive command. He said, let each one of you speak truth. Mm. Okay, because lying, of course, is not of God. Where did it originate? (laughs) We know it originated with with Satan. With Satan, you know, who was Lucifer in heaven. Of course, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter twenty-eight, it says, "You know, he was, you were the, um, you know, the epitome of everything. You were the shining star, and then, you know, pride was found in you, iniquity was found in you." And in Revelation twelve, uh, verse seven to nine, we then find that um, that, of course, Satan was cast out of heaven. And then what happens at the fall? The reason that the fall happens is that Adam and Eve are actually in the Garden of Eden. And, um, and Satan is, you know, improvised as a serpent on the tree. Mm. And of course, he tempts them. He actually brings temptation and he asks them the, asks them the three questions. He actually says, you know, did God really say you should not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Mm. Um, you shall not surely die. That's where immortality of the soul comes in. Um, mm. and, you know, the third one, you know, did God, you know, that, that you will know, have knowledge of good and evil. They were all lies. And that's where it all originated from, of course. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson, we've come to our last quiz question for today. 
Would you like to take it away once again? Okay, our last question for today. What was the first thing David did after he learned of the deaths of Saul and Jonathan? What was the first thing he did? We might repeat that one a little bit later in our segment. We've got some messages about a a few dropouts. But again, what was the first thing David did after he learned of the deaths of Saul and Jonathan? Now, this is multiple choice, actually. Did he fast and mourn? Did he issue a decree? Did he have the messengers killed or did he tear his clothes? If you know the answer, 0491-064-669. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning and we are going to continue on in our Bible study of Ephesians chapter 4. Yeah, so we were looking at verse 25 in Ephesians 4 saying, Let putting it away, therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with the neighbor for we are members of one another. And so here's the thing, and we were talking earlier about the fact that Lying, of course, originated with Lucifer, Satan. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is we're actually told in the book of Revelation that lies won't be... You know, there's... yeah, in in, There's no place for lies in heaven. That's right. The Bible says. Spot on. (laughs) So in other words, if we're doing it now, we've really got to be working hard on it not happening. Because the thing is, really, Christ's character is about holiness, righteousness, mm-hmm. and purity. And so that that means that there's no place for lying. Mm-hmm. There's only honesty, and that's what he says here. Speak truth with his neighbor. And here's the reason. He gives the rationale in the same verse. For we are members of one another. In other words, what he's saying there, isn't he? That we are all one body. We've all got different parts to play, but we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And... As we know, I don't know about you, but certainly I find that if somebody lies to me, it affects my relationship with them. Oh, Do you I'm find so, that? Dude, I right. I had this recently with someone, actually. Ah. No, I'm not here to expose Go. anyone. But no, I had a situation <laughs> recently where it was like I, I found out that someone was lying to me about something and the you know they were kind of a little bit of a serial liar and the and man, like I really I really struggle to to talk to them. Right. Like, I really, str- yeah. I'm going to just be honest, like, because this is a sense of, this is something, this is an interpersonal problem that I've had with this person and I've addressed it and talked about it with them. But then I'm like, I, I sometimes have, because it was something that I pulled them up about. It wasn't necessarily something that they came to me and admitted. It was like, hey, this has been going on. And they said, oh, yeah, it's true. Sorry. Da, da, da. But then, oh man. And, and there was a little bit of pushback from them as well. It was kind of clear and obvious, and then they ultimately admitted, like, yeah, this is what happened. And then since then, I, I really, I really struggle. Yeah. So Peter, I really struggle to, to right. trust them, to, trust. To, to tell them anything about my life, like anything right. like that. There's a, yeah, there's a breakdown in trust, and that mm. then affects the, and of course, trust is the basis of all relationships, isn't mm. that really? And so the thing is, it breaks down that trust with you. But then the thing is, you know, when we look at um, the extended um, body of Christ, because here, mm. you know, Paul's talking about having unity and building up one another in the body of Christ, which is the church, it is about the fact that it it affects the relationship with you, but then the deceit affects other members as well, and therefore there is unity breakdown. And Mm. yet what Paul is saying here, and we've been unpacking earlier in chapter 4, is to walk in unity, You being united you know, in Christ, in Christ. And then he says further on about this, he says in verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down. So he, in one way he's kind of saying, hang on, is it okay to, to be angry? Well, you know, I think, I don't know about you, what, what, what you think with this, with Lawson, but I think 
There's a place for anger when it's when there's wrongdoing being done, yeah. isn't there? Well, I think I think of it like this: it's like, is there a place for anger? I think I think it's a really important question. And when we read the Bible, we don't see God uh, lying. Yeah, we don't see God lusting. We do see God being angry. Yeah. So there is it like the Bible Where talks Jesus about. Where Jesus turned over the tables That's in the right. temple. Like he was, it was like you are, you are not doing in the right way with, with God's temple. You mm. are, you know, so. And so that anger, I, I guess we can see the purpose for that is, again, it's kind of similar to the purpose of like, you know, it, it, it's ultimately for the purpose of rehabilitation, like to, to be angry about sin and to be upset about something that isn't right, isn't necessarily the wrong thing mm-hmm. to do. But then it says, do not let the sun go down Ugh. on your wrath. And, you know, when yes. when wrath turns into vendetta or revenge yeah. or anything like that, this is where, and, and even like unjustified outbursts, you know, mm. because again, it's like we can be angry in a righteous sense. And that's exactly what God was, and that's what Jesus was. But then we can be angry in an unrighteous sense over, you know, unrighteous things. Yeah, yeah, And so, and and like, for example, uh, I think one of the best examples of that is, say, like, um, a husband abuses his wife. Or, or vice versa, yeah. wife abuses husband, you know, whatever it may be. A domestic situation happens, and it's like, why did they do that? And there's often an excuse being made, and that excuse is, oh, you just make me so angry Mm. and it's like well no no one gave you the right to beat up your significant other or you know harm them you know both physically or mentally or emotionally because you're upset and angry like Mm. it's it's that step further and the same thing with parents right like parents have a right to be uh to to discipline their kids for the wrong things that they have done and Mm. and you know you might be feel difference for this i really appreciate i have a really good relationship with my dad Great. I love my dad. We are right. close. We're tight. I am so thankful that he smacked my bum growing <laughs> up. Like, let me be honest. Let me, it's let, called, let, it's let me tell love, you the truth. Yeah. Tough, tough love and discipline. That's discipline. what it's called. I needed it. I was a terror. I had yeah. three sisters. I was like, well, I'm, I'm really, I'm really exposing my life this morning, but I had three sisters and I would terrorize them and dad would give me deserved punishment and discipline yeah and that can also be done with strong firm words because i know my mum. absolutely my mum was not a smacker right but she would actually try and explain but it would take so much out of her and i you know as i got older i marveled at that i really Mm. did i saw i thought that that's that takes a lot out of you but you're choosing not to smack yeah you actually you know but coming back to that verse here which says (laughs) do not let the sun go down on your wrath that is such a common verse that is used in marriage for people, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, the thing is like opposites attract. And so sometimes yeah. there can be that bit of rubbing, like it's like, you, you know, and so the, yeah. the, that bit of tension. And so the, the important thing, particularly in marriage that I think then translates also to other relationships is that we've all got to compromise to a degree. Mm. And we're also the thing is, and I remember saying this to somebody, um, uh, one time saying to them, uh, you know, that they, were, they, they actually came to me with their dispute. There were two, two, of, two people and they came with their dispute to me and I said, you know, I've learned even from marriage and this applies to yourselves and every other situation that sometimes even if you've been hurt, 
so that one person finally apologizes. Sometimes it's actually about saying, I'm sorry that, you know, it's gone this way or that I may have, you know, impacted you in this mm. way. And it actually gives the open door for the other person that you feel has, you know, possibly done the hurt even more, you know, or either way, both of you have got a part to play. It's not yeah. one person more than the other, but you've got both got a part to play. And therefore saying sorry is such a hard word, but such an important, important word. And that's mm. where Paul says, with that and then he goes in verse 29 do not let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers yeah and that is the whole purpose That's key. is so that grace is imparted and so that the body of Christ is actually edified. In other words, bonded together and God is glorified. That is the whole purpose of what Paul is actually saying here in a nutshell. Yeah, it essentially shows us here, like particularly in verse 28, it says, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor. Again, let him who lies, as we saw earlier in verse 25, uh, let him who lies now speak the truth. It shows here we brought up the robe early the robe of righteousness mm. that we need both we need both the spirit yeah. to work inside of us and the robe to cover us because oh, we are so perpetually sinners sinning. like we were well, born into uh, sin absolutely yeah. we're born into sin and we will fight this battle until the day we die so there is a need to for die grace, daily to, to die, die daily, daily but for grace to be afforded oh, us because yes. there is no amount of works that will make up for the sins that I've done in and my life and we cannot do it of ourselves and so I need to be covered by Christ's righteousness absolutely uh, because I, I if if I get if I get weighed in the balance without Christ's righteousness I will be found wanting that's it but if we are covered in the robe of righteousness if Christ's life is covering us then I could that is the only way I'll be seen as justified but furthermore when we say oh hey we we need to get better well that's also the offer from God he says I want to give you a spirit to work in your heart I not only want to clothe you with Christ but put implant Christ in your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit to change you, to change your nature, to change who you are and to make you to, well, actually to restore you. You know, this Absolutely. is, this is what we've been talking about change identity earlier. God wants to restore us. Oh to being his true sons and daughters, those who rely on him and have their identity fully planted in him, how he's created us and how he has made us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are joined by myself, Lawson, my wonderful co-host, Danuta, and we are going to get some answers this morning that's that's what we're doing we are giving answers first question here is fill in the blank and to know the love of christ which passeth all understanding that ye might be filled with all the fullness of god that was ephesians chapter 3 verse 19 that word was understanding and knowledge i partially gave it away i said that passes all up uh- that's right. Yeah. See, it's it's tough. It's tough out here. Next one here, Psalms chapter 19 and verse 10. David said that God's laws are to be desired more than what? And it was more than much fine gold. Do you know that song? More than God. I, no, I don't know the more scriptures. More to be desired than gold, even much fine gold, even 
Then the honey, <laughs> honey, and the honeycomb. We lost that word there for a while, Shell. I love it. No, well, <laughs> thanks, Shell, for joining in. That's great. I didn't know that one, but it sounds fantastic. Yeah, we can teach you after we go Absolutely. off. Absolutely, yeah. we can perform that one as a trio. <laughs> uh, next one here. Why did Saul originally send for David? It was to play music mm. for him. Uh, we got some different answers we in. Did. Some people speculating that hey, it was actually it was maybe it was uh, it was so that he could you know get get some uh, get some of his armor and and what not because of Goliath, but we know that Saul didn't actually send for David. Well, David suggested that he could fight, and then he went to Saul, and there's the back and forth that they have, but the, the but, but before this... Before uh, this. B- before this point. Yep. Yeah. The, the before that point, David was actually anointed by Samuel to be mm. king, and then the spirit left uh, left Saul. And, and then, so the, the spirit departed from him, and had this this dressing spirit was from from God was troubling yeah. him and so yeah he it was recommended to him to actually get David to come and play and and David played the harp for him and the distressing spirit would go mm. so that was the chapter before we go kind of go into then the fact about the David and Goliath but yeah yeah so that's the, the background to that one what did the sons of Israel come to buy from Joseph before the famine he came he bought grain yes uh, it's some people, a bunch of people wrote in corn, which I think is, is really cute. Um, you know, but, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was along that line. It was grain. It was essentially, um, some sustaining food because there was a widespread famine in the land. And, uh, because of this famine, then the sons of Israel come and they have that, that beautiful, like climactic reuniting that happens at the end mm. of the story of Joseph where his oh, brothers come back. And, beautiful and stuff, eh? And, you know, they they plant the the carp in his in his staff and it's oh man it's yeah. just it's espionage it's drama oh, I, I love this passage absolutely. so much absolutely that's why the thing is you go to the Bible and there's drama there's that's there's right. love stories there's battles there's everything everything is in the Bible <laughs> absolutely what was the first thing David did after he learned of the death of Saul and Jonathan he tore his mm, clothes now that, we know that he he fasted and mourned and and whatnot he, there was a few things that he did but the the first thing he did was to tear his clothes over just a extreme sadness that mm. had come, and that's as a the kind of, of thing that, that was a common thing in the in the Old Testament times that they, they would tear their clothes um, in mourning. But of course, Jonathan and David were very very close, and so mm. for him there was a huge mourning, as well as the fact that saw you know the king was gone. So hey, we've got another text here from Margie saying, "Lawson, I only heard snippets of your testimony. I'm sorry you went through such horrific times as a young person. Praise God, He saw you through it all. It certainly has strengthened you, and I pray the Lord will." continue to support you through future devil attack times which are sure going to come to one and all take mm. care of yourself and keep looking up jesus is coming soon god bless absolutely mm. jesus is coming soon there's going to come an end to all of those um and yeah just yes for somebody yeah we dropped out part way through today um, we apologize for that we're not sure what was happening but yeah somebody's written in your back live yay hope um, oh no! Oops, you're gone again. And then we, they came back again straight yeah, yeah, away within that right. one, within that one text. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, shout out George as well, writing in. You know, sealed by His Spirit, the Spirit of the Father. God is good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, we have a great God. It is. It is. You know, God who is working. You know, it, God three in one, as we understand yes. him, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and and just working in those different functions to be able to lead us to Him um, and to give us a holistic experience following Him. We've come towards the end of our show and all too fast, but remember that Tassie Encounters is on straight after us and also this afternoon we've got conversations 
And we've also got Looking Up with Sharissa and Justin and then also Drive Time. So, but where are we going with one of our resources, our giveaway? We love giving away free, free things. Um, to, to anyone who is going to be the first one to text through on the number. So get it ready, 0491064669. What is our giveaway for today, Lawson? Mm, absolutely. Hey, I got a book here this morning. It's by Christine Miles. It's called Simon Called Peter. And now this, uh, this book is basically a bit of a novel, but then a profile of like diving into who Peter is and, and yeah, just going over his story. And it, it's a really beautiful book. It, it's very, you know, it's one that grabs you in and just mm. reading page by page by page, following the story of Peter, who would go from being a deserter of Christ oh, to one he? of his greatest disciples, Bold which I think he became. many of us can, can, resonate with his story yes. of, of failure, of struggling. Yes. Hey, we want to give you this absolutely for free. 0491-064-669. You don't need to answer any questions. Just be the first texter through. Again, that book, it's called Simon Called Peter. And again, that number 0491-064-669. And it will encourage you to become bold in Jesus Christ, just like Peter was. It's a fantastic thing. But as we finish up today, we want you to remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.